0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message.
1: We've been in this series talking about following God. How many know following God is not always simple? Praise the Lord. Every one of us has the step of faith to get there. But sometimes when we're following God, I feel like what happens is you start um taking steps, and you maybe might think, man, if I'm really following God, how come it looks like my world flipped upside down, man? If I'm really hearing and God's in this thing, whoa, man, this just seems like it's tough, It might not seem like it's simple, and I think a lot of times what happens with people is they feel like I'm following God, and if I'm following God, there's no way I should have to really see all these opposition, obstacles, circumstances. Man, you'd think following God would be a whole lot easier than this. It seems like every time I step out in faith, I have a brand new project of faith that might just seem overwhelming. And I don't know about you, like, I think, like, I'm following God. That means there's no bumps in the road, right? If I'm following God, this should just be easy. You know what I mean? I'm doing what I'm, I've got my spiritual checklist. I'm going to church. I'm reading my Bible. I'm doing the right. And all of a sudden you think like taking a step to follow God sometimes is not easy. And we think like, man, if this is the will of God, sure beats me. This seems nutty. What in the world is going on? Well, today I want you to see this because I really think it's important that you pull this in your spirit and understand following God does not mean that there's not going to be any turbulence in your life. Okay? Just because, just because you don't have peace all the way around. And I don't know, whoever said follow peace, I'd like to find that person and tell them, you got to be kidding me. Okay? Everything that I've ever done that was a step of faith, there was no real peace around. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. Did I have peace internally? Yeah. But was there chaos going on outside? Yeah. People misinterpret that. They think, like, well, it should just be smooth sailing. No, it ain't no smooth sailing, man. It's rough seas, and you got to be able to navigate in rough seas by faith. Okay? Because if you're not careful, what happens is you do this. Well, if it's, you know, if it's, if it's, if it's an obstacle, you know, if there's a resistance, maybe I'm not in the will of God. No, I got news for you. If there's no resistance, you're probably not in the will of God. The moment you get in the will of God, you're going to have to stand for some stuff because you have the fight of faith. Let me show you in the Word. I got some really cool things for you. Look at John. Remember when we started with this? I want to show you this this scripture in John 10, 25. And then we'll use that John 14, right after I read this. And Jesus answered them and said, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you don't believe me because you're not my sheep. And as I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. Okay? Now watch this. And I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my hand. My father's hand. I and my father are one. Look at verse 27. My sheep want to hear my voice. They know me and they follow me. Now, this is the most important day, right? You have to make a determining decision that, number one, I want to hear God. And when I hear God, I'm going to follow him. That's point number one, if you think about it. And I like point number one. Let's throw it in right there. They need to see this. It's one thing to hear God. It's another thing to follow him. Come on, don't we do it? I heard him, but it's another thing to say, I'm going to follow you. Have you you and I not heard God and done this? Yeah, I heard you, but I don't know about following. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like it sounds, how many you know, oh, I heard about walking in love, but now I got to do it you real quiet in this church today. I heard about forgive, but now I got to do it. Uh-oh, I heard about, remember we used to sing that Goofy song? The kids didn't even know this song. We used to sing that song. I, I, I want to be your hands. I sing real bad. I want to be your feet. You don't remember that? Man, I'm dating myself. You people, right? And I'll go where you send me. Remember that one? Yep. I never sang that part. I'll go where you send me. God might send you around the world. I ain't going over there. I don't want to go there. Are you here? Right? How many remember that, right? I want to be your hands on be I go where you send me. Go where you send me. How many of you sing that song? Go where you send me song. I ain't going nowhere. I ain't no. It's cold there. I don't want to go there. You don't you guys are hearing me, you ain't, amen to me. I preach way better than your amen to me. You know exactly what I'm saying. It's wanting to hear God, and now I got to go do it. That's a whole new ball game. So here's the thing. Maybe God's not speaking because you ain't going to follow. Uh-oh. Because what do you, remember we talked about this? You ever, you ever work with somebody, you know everything you tell them, they're not going to do. So what do you do? I stop talking to these ding-dongs. Hello? All right, let me do it on the other side of the room because you guys are really good today. Jesus. You ever been work with that one guy? You know, he never does what you tell him to do. How many, is that, right? You tell him, like, I'm done telling you, bro. Like, I told you go do this. You don't do it. And then you paying people or you worked with somebody or you got a brother like this or you got a family member or sit. You know what I'm saying? Like, people have been trying to give this person instruction for 30 years of their life. You tell them go left, they go right. You tell them to go up, they go down. You're like done. You don't need, what do you do with that person? I'm done talking to you, man. You wear me out. Right? You know what I'm saying? So you got to determine in your heart, like, hey, God, if you speak, I will follow. If you don't follow, maybe God ain't speaking. So maybe you got to su- submit your heart and go, God, I will follow. I've been through this. I've been through this a 100 times. And the church would like to call it consecration. Because that way you know every level you go up, more responsibility of submission is on your plate. Amen. Now you got to be like, Whoa. You have to obey. But here's the biggest problem. We don't think we hear God. Is that me? Is that God? What's God? What's me? I don't know if I heard God. Is that me? Is that the pizza I ate last night talking to me? You know, you're having these weird dreams and all this stuff. Look now, chill out. Some of you, you know, there's some goofy stuff out there. Okay? I teach you right around here because you must interpret the Word of God by the Word of God. So if you have a dream, I do not despise dreams and visions, okay? Chill out. But like, are you opposed? I'm opposed to goofy. You know what I'm saying? I didn't say your dream was goofy. I didn't say your vision was goofy. Some of you, God speaks to you like that. Just take, well, you know, some of you got these pizza dreams at night. You had this dream about, I woke up, and I, and I, I was doing this, and, you know, I was, I, well, chill, chill, chill. Take every dream. Take everywhere. How many like prophecy? You know what I mean? Like I'm, 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 I'm very prophetic. God bless you if you're prophetic. I, I, I do not despise it, but you better filter that thing through the word of God. Because there is some wacko teaching out there that people just get on there and say, well, they got to know what they're talking about. They on TV and all this. I said, no, you do not need to. You just go. No, you need to take. Don't even listen to me, man. Take it to the word. And say, what the word of God say about that. I had this guy, right? I just sent the books to this guy, smart guy, real sharp guy, bright, really bright. And I knew, I said, man, when I send him these books, he's gonna have questions. I almost didn't do it. Because I didn't want to challenge it, like, somebody's thinking, this is so good. It was the book on tongues. And I knew it, I said, when I send this book, this book's gonna create, uh, uh, it's gonna create, it wasn't gonna be conflict, it was me questions. This is what was said, and I loved it. I took every one of those scriptures you had in that book, and I looked them up in my Bible and seen they were there. I said, brilliant. Brilliant. He goes, you know they're in there? I said, yeah, that's why we put them in there. He said, yep. He goes, I never heard about this. I said, I know. I said, let's just say this. Now you know the truth, and sooner or later you've got to make a decision. But here's the good news. I'd rather know the truth and get ready to make a decision than live in deception for the rest of my life. Simple. That's what the word of God does. It gives me truth. You might not be ready to act upon truth today. It's okay. Just don't be a rejecter of truth. Be honest with God. I told God when he told me, would you go over there and start a church? I said, no, I'm not going. I don't want to go. And, I'm, and you know I'm not going. Why do you ask me questions you already know the answer to? Just want to hear it out of your mouth. Good, no. Are you think, you're, you think you're lying to God? If you say, hey, right now I'm not ready for that, chill out, but just know the truth. Acknowledge it and say, hey, God, work with me, but don't be like, no, I'm not following you. No, I'm not gonna do it. Look what it says in John 14. This is so important. You're hearing him, but some of you are getting it. Even the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, whom the world cannot receive because it doesn't see him and it doesn't know him. Remember this one last week? I love this scripture. But you what? You know him. Wait, wait a minute. I don't think I know him. You know him. You're hearing him. Did you get that? Did you get that? Oh my God, read it again. Because it seeth him not, they don't know him. They don't see him then you know him for he what? He dwells in you. Okay. So if he dwells in you, where do you think you're going to hear from God? On the inside. Now here's the cool thing. Ready? Are you ready for this? God speaks to you on the inside. Now here's what he told me a long time ago. And this is true because we got scripture to prove it. That's why everything you check with God. He said, hey, I speak to you and it's still Small voice. And if the world is noisy, I don't get louder just because it's noisy. You got a what? Get, get quieter to hear me. I'm not getting the volume up just because it's noisy in the world. Yeah. And y'all remember the story of Elijah? Yeah. You know, Elijah was a cool dude, right? I like Elijah. I can't wait till the days of Elijah come back because I could burn people. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to fire come down. It's say, great. I'm just going to call fire down. I'm going to do it. Wouldn't that be cool if I could just have like a meeting, a general assembly meeting, and just go, all all you nut jobs in the world right now, y'all crazy, wacko, demon-possessed weirdos, y'all show up with your weirdo stuff and try to get your goofy, goofball, god, demon-possessed idiot show up and do his thing. And then I'm going to call down fire and burn everybody. That'd be awesome. (laughs) My ministry would take off. So he goes, it's true, which what happens. Elijah goes, hey, all right, I'm tired of hearing you guys with the prophets of Baal. They were all demonic. They were weird. They were were sacrificing babies and and burning them and crazy. It was just demonic. And he said, all right, if you guys think you got God, you come here. I'll give you the whole platform. Take all day. Call your God. Do all your wacko stuff and see if he shows up. And he gave them all day long. And they did all this. They cut themselves. They tried to do all this crazy stuff. There was demonic in it. And Elijah started laughing at them. He's like, Yeah, ha, <laughs> funny. Your God still didn't show up. Hey, you know, like, hey, let me help you out, right? And he goes, Are you done? And when they were done, they basically layman's language, right? He goes, Are you done? And they go, Yeah, we're done. And they tried all night long. And Elijah went out there and said, Hey, look, go bring me a sacrifice that I want, that I'm going to bring to my God, proper sacrifice. And he said, Hey, do this. Go get a whole bunch of water and pour it on the sacrifice because I'm going to call fire down out of the sky and it's going to torch the whole place. And you guys are gonna die. I like Elijah. I really like Elijah. Kind of makes me happy. You know what I'm saying? So he does what? You all know the story. And what did he do? He said, okay, you done? And they were singing songs. He was making fun of them while they were singing their songs. And you know, they were doing those crazy stuff. And Elijah did. He called down fire. And the Bible says that the fire came down out of the sky and it soaked up, it licked up all the water, which means it evaporated all the water right there. And the fire came and consumed the offerings and the sacrifice and all them. And that was it. And everybody knew that the God of Elijah was the God. Isn't that cool? Yep. Yep. Okay. Ten chapters later, this guy's hiding. Jezebel's looking for him, he's freaking out, he's having, a, he's having a setback. And this is why I love the Bible, because the Bible does not take the humanity out of people. It lets you look at their humanity and see that they can overcome, even though they had weaknesses. I think he got depressed, because Jesus came and found him and tried to encourage him. And he couldn't even encourage him, God did. Tried to come to him, found him at the juniper tree, said, man, you're getting weak, what's going on? And he started mind dealing. He had a lie inside of him that say, they're coming to kill me. No, all the while, you just call down fire from heaven. So one season of life can be like, whoa, and the next season of life can look like, ugh, it's okay, guess what? We all have human frailty, but God gave you success over all of it. But what the moral of the story was that I want you to see is that he comes to Elijah and goes, where are you? Why are you hiding, man? And he goes, he says these words. He goes, it's only me left. He felt isolated and alone. He didn't think anybody else was believing like him. You ever get to a place sometimes you're believing God and nobody around you seems like they're believing God like that. And you're like, maybe I'm the wacko. Mm -hmm. But you're not. And he said, no, there's more of you. And he got got struggled. And Jesus, through God does it with him. You know what I'm saying. He goes and he says this. He goes, man, he goes, look, man. He goes, I'm not. He came with an earthquake. He shook the whole thing. He said, I'm not in that. Came with a wind. He said, it's Like a hurricane. He said, I'm not in that. Came to him with fire. He said, I'm not in that. And he said, I'm in a still, small voice On the inside. I'm in that. Life becomes so noisy, but God never stops speaking. We just got to know where to locate him. He's in here. Everything's loud. And the Lord spoke to me and said, just because it's loud, I'm not getting louder. you got to get quiet on the inside. That's how you get, that's how you're able to navigate seasons you don't even know what's going on. So i got to get quiet. So you got to have quiet on the inside. you got to become calm on the inside to hear from Him. But you know him. That's one of the biggest things. So here's what I want you to know. If, it, if he's in this still small voice, what do you think the enemy's going to do if he knows that it's in the stillness on the inside where you hear from God, don't you think he's gonna to try to make it so noisy you can't hear? So burden heavy, like what now is on my shoulders, right? Let me carry this, let me carry that. Of course. Why? Because he's not stupid. He knows that if he can get you loud, mind dealing. What do I mean loud? Does somebody screaming to my like nobody's? I got burdens, I got cares. I got weights. I turn to the right, there's a burden. I turn to the left, something else. I got this, I got that, I got that. Everywhere I turn, doesn't look like I can get any relief from some kind of pressure coming against me in some form. And then what's the first thing we do? Well, you know what? If I'm in the will of God and I'm following God and I feel all this pressure, I guess I'm not maybe in the will of God, but I got news for you. You're probably smack dab right in the middle of God and don't even know it because that is where God seems to work the best is when you're in no ability to pull this thing off for yourself and you got to rest and rely on him no matter what. Look at this right here. Matthew 14, 22. I want to look at this story because I think this is one of the greatest things that we could see in following God. This is where Jesus walks on water. and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples and told them what? To get into a ship and said to them, go to the other side. And he sent them all his way. How many of you know this is God's idea? Jesus said to them, hey, get in a boat and go. I don't know about you, but that seems like following to me, doesn't it? He's giving an instruction. I don't want you to stay here. I'm going to spend some time in prayer. I want you guys to go here. I want you to leave. Be like me and you, be like the church. Hey, everybody, we're going to go over here. We're going to get on the boat in Daytona Beach, and we're going to Palm Beach. Everybody, get on. Here we go. We're going on a, we're going on a boat ride. Glory to God, right? Everybody's like, okay, Pastor Chris, let's go. We're on the irrelevant cruise. Dun, 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 right? And straightway, he went. And when he sent the multitudes away, he went up to a mountain to pray apart. And when the evening come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went into them walking on the sea. And when his disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway, Jesus spoke unto them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Yeah, I don't know about you, but this is getting trippier by the minute, man. Like now he's walking on water, right? Right? And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. And he said, come. And when Peter was come out of the ship, he walked on water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind was boisterous and he got afraid, he began to sing. And he cried unto the Lord and said, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hands, caught him and said to him, O thou a little faith, wherefore did you doubt?" And When they were coming in the ship, the wind ceased, and they that were in the ship came and worshiped him, saying this, of a truth, thou art the Son of God. I was looking at this, and I started thinking about it. How many times in life do we follow the plan, and all of a sudden, we take a step of faith, and it seems like everything starts going wacky? I'm just on a boat ride, man. So number one thing that I was thinking about when I was looking at this, it's point number two. They were following Jesus' instruction. It was Jesus' instruction to get in the boat wasn't like they woke up one day and said, we want to just take the boat and go do what we want to go do. Jesus is trying to get them from one place in life to another place. Isn't that how me and you do it? We're following the best we can. We're here, but we want to get there. We want to get there with our relationships. We want to get there with our families. We want to get there with our finances. We want to get there with our body. We want to get, we're at one point, but we want to go to another point. And all we're doing is taking the word of God and following the best way we know how. I don't know about you, but it was his instruction, get in the boat and go to the other side. But in the midst of the boat, what happens? The minute they get in the boat and they get out in this project, what does he say? He said this. He said, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with the waves, for the wind was contrary. And it was what? It wasn't easy. Mark chapter four says this. The minute you hear the word of God, that pressure is coming for the word. Anything you hear from the word of God, pressure is going to come to try to take that word. The promise, the plan, whatever it is that God has for you, the minute God speaks, you read it, you hear it, you think it, you wake up, you're like, I got a dream, I want, I want to start a business, uh, I want to fulfill a destiny thing, I want a, I want a miracle, I need, I need my money right, I need my body right, I need my family right, I'm going to save this marriage. The moment you get a promise, you got a what? A pressure. And the Bible says that the minute they got out there, it was contrary to what? I asked myself this question. Just look at this the way it reads, just for a minute. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary to it. Coming against it. Blowing against it. Trying to oppose it. Why, why, would the, why, why, why would the wind and the storm and the sea and the waves all of a sudden be going nuts if I'm in the will of God? I'm following Jesus. I thought this was going to be the smoothest boat ride I ever got in. I should be on glass for crying out loud. Don't you know I'm following Jesus? This should just be smooth. There shouldn't be no, come on, no Dramamine on this trip. This is an easy trip. We're following Jesus. If I was in the boat, what would you be doing? I thought Jesus said, first thing we think of when opposition arises is did I really hear him? Am I really in the will of God? Because if I was in the will of God, why do I got to go through this? You ain't never been there yet? If I'm really following Jesus, why do we got this storm? If I'm really in the plan of God, why in the world is this going on? I would have been complaining. You're either lying really good or you're telling the truth to yourself when you leave the building. You would not, I mean, why, why is it? I'd be like, hey, wait a minute. You don't think if you were with him, Peter, James, John, chilling out, hey, bro, I'd be like, yo, bro, why is it getting so nasty out here? He told us to go out here. I would have been like, turn the boat around. It wasn't my idea to come out here. I don't need to go from point A to point B. I was happy where I was. Leave me where I was. This is your goofy idea. I don't need to go to wherever we're going. Capernaum. Who even cares what's going on in Capernaum? I like the seashore and I'm tired of this. But what are they doing? They're following. So what am I trying to get you to see? That when you follow, it might not be simple. But what's the first thing you do when you follow and see opposition? Maybe I didn't hear right. See, everybody thinks it's this. No, it's all about, you know, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah. No. Let's let's be straight. The moment you follow God and hear him and take a step and you see opposition, what's the first thing you and me are really thinking? Before we think about, oh God, and start singing praise songs, we start thinking, hey God, if this is really you, why in the heaven am I fighting what I'm fighting? Shouldn't this be easier? But I got news for you, you better get ready. Because the minute you get a promise, that's when the storm starts getting stormy. So don't think the absence of a storm means you're in the will of God. I'm gonna say this, you might not like it, I got news for you, the moment you get in the will of God, it's gonna get stormy. Because at the end of the story, it says this, Peter and Jesus get back in the boat and everything goes calm. Funny how when you're not opposing the earth laws, Everything in your life goes quiet. Maybe faith starts stirring stuff up that things wouldn't stir up if you didn't have any faith. Well, this was all good. Remember like it was cool and then all of a sudden you started serving God. First couple months were like gravy train. You know what I mean? Everything's like easy. You know, woo, you in heaven. And then all of a sudden you ain't in heaven no more. Now you're like, where'd God go? Now it's time to grow, right? You used to hear him audibly, it is me, son. You know, in the morning, you wake up in the morning, you know, you wake up in the morning, he'd be like, hello, it's me. (laughs) And you'd be like, hey, God, it's me. What are we going to do today? It's going to be great. Wonderful. Then all of a sudden, God's gone. No, it wasn't God left. You just got desensitized to his voice. Because you want to know why it's, do you know why that happens? It's not because God's mean. It's just because you never heard him before. Now you hear him for the first time. It seems like it's loud. It seems like it's clear. It's still there. It didn't go nowhere. It's just a voice you never heard before. It'd be like if we were all on the right, say we were here, right? So I know you. I know what Ron, if Ron called me, if Ron, let's just use this row. If Ron calls me up and Jared calls me up, I know their voice. Okay. They don't have to tell me who they are. But when the new guy shows up, like I never heard you. If he opens his mouth and tells me something, First couple times we hear him, we're going to be like, boom, I'm not familiarized with his voice, but used to, I'm familiar with it. After about six months, guess what happens? I'm familiar with him now. When he talks in the group, I'm not, it's not going to be as distinguished as it was. It's not that he didn't keep talking. It's just that I got familiarized with him. You know him a whole lot better than you think you do. You got to cultivate that and stay with it. So here's what I want you to see. Okay. So write this down. Point number two, what you do when resistance to what Jesus said shows up. Woo! What do I do? That's exactly what that was. We go on to the other side. But now resistance shows up to what Jesus said. What do you do when resistance to what Jesus said shows up? That's up to you. But what do we want to do? Well, I know exactly what we want to do. We want to go like this. I don't like this. But guess what? If you got what Jesus told you, you're going to get resistance. That's exactly what Peter went through. The ship was in the midst of the storm. It wasn't easy. But guess what? You got to be able to stand the test of time. Because what does he say when they look? He said what? When they seen him. Be of good cheer. It is I. Don't be afraid. Let me tell you something right here now. You step out and follow God, you're going to have a great opportunity to get afraid. Why? Because what is the opposite of fear? Faith. And what is the opposite of faith? Fear. Fear. The reciprocal of it is what? Fear. So guess what shows up the moment you step out in faith? Fear. So why do we all get shot out when fear shows up? Fear in his identicator that you're in faith. Not being driven by it, but it's around you. This is kind of scary. Yeah, it should be. Because you're in Faith. There ain't no safety net, man. You take a step of faith, fear's gonna come and say, get back in the boat, bro. Who you think you are you're gonna build that? Who you think you are you're gonna do that? Who you think you are you're gonna what do you what do you think? You better get back in the boat, go get back in the boat, go get back in the boat. Nah, I ain't getting back in the boat. Why? Because ain't nobody ever fulfilled a dream in a boat. You gotta walk on water to fulfill dreams. See what I'm saying? So you take that first step of faith like everything around me is freaking out. It should freak out. Why? Cuz you in faith and what's around you is fear. Screaming at you, "Get back in the boat." And it's going to get windy. It's going to, You ever you ever build something? You ever live a dream? You ever start something? You ever take a step of faith? Everybody in this room took a step of faith. Come on, man. What's all around you? Fear. What if you fail? What if you don't? What if this doesn't work? What if it does? And I remember I went to Bible, I was funny. Pastor Liz m- made me laugh. She just went, her and G went and, uh, um, and they came back, you know, it's good. They got, they got refreshed up and stuff. And um, they met somebody I, I went to Bible school with. And I started thinking about Bible school, you know, and, and it was funny because I, I, I knew um, who it was. And um, Pastor Liz said, oh, my, my husband went to Bible school with you, blah, 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 blah. And I thought about Bible school and she said, oh yeah, all my buddies that I went to school with, they really liked him. And they used to call me Uncle Sarno. Because I was a little bit older. You know, they were younger kids. Man, they said up 18 years old, 17 years old young kids. And they say, Uncle Sarno, we're gonna let you. Yeah they did. They used to call me Uncle Sarno, It was funny. And they go, Uncle Sarno, are you come to our church? I said, Yeah, I'll go to your church and I'll go to your church. But I ain't going to none of those other dudes' churches because I was a, I was I was gonna stay in the evangelist thing. I wasn't gonna do this pastoring thing. God, you guys got lucky and got me. Right? No. Laugh. Ha ha. Right. So I was like, yeah, I was like, I'll go to your church and I'll go to your church. But I used to tell these other guys, I ain't going to their church because they're like dead pieces of wood. Those guys, you couldn't start a fire with them if you tried. And they were, I was laughing. It was kind of funny. But what I, what I started, why I said this was this, was, man, I'm thinking, like, you got to go take a step of faith to believe God that God's going to use you. Right? And it brought me back. Like, you remember what, what happened? I said, no, because what happened was I went and I got there. And when I get there, you know, you get to the end of the year, like these kids graduate, you're done. You know what I mean? And I was like, man, what do I do? And everybody in the whole place is going nuts because you just fulfilled your assignment. Two years is up. Where are you going? And now I'm like, dang, I don't know where I'm going, right? And I'm praying. I'm trying to get the answer. I'm trying to figure it out. And then all of a sudden, I read the word of God. And in the word of God, God taught me in the place of Noah. And it was the funniest thing in the world. I, they gave us this daily devotional, right, to read. It was an NIV uh, one-year Bible, I did one day in a one-year Bible. (laughs) It's the truth, because I'm not, I don't like that daily devotion thing, you know what I mean? All you people that read the one-year Bible, God bless you, you're awesome. It is so uninspirational for me. I cannot do, I'm an inspiration guy. If I'm not in it, like I get a book, I read one chapter, I get what I need. I put the book down, I'll never touch it for 20 years. I cannot read like, cover to car, like PL could read like a novel in a car ride. I'm like, you are weirding me out. Just stop. Don't even tell me what you're doing. You know, all you readers, you know, you read the whole, like this book's like this thick, you know? I'm like, no, I read it. I found what I need. I go, that's it. Put the book away. I'm done, right? I got it. So I'm walking around the house Right? I was in this apartment. I'm just all story helping you follow God. And I go, I go, I don't know what I'm doing. And all of a sudden, where are you going? Where are you going? You know, April shows up. You're graduating in May. You're thinking, where am I going? Where am I going? What am I doing? I was like, I don't know where I'm going. I came here thinking I'm going anywhere in the world. I'm probably going anywhere in the world. I don't know. And the Lord quickened me. He said, Read that one day devotional. I said, I never read that one day devotional in the two years I've been here, I don't think. The first year I might have read one day. I don't like it. It's not me. Say, okay. And I read it. It was the story of Noah in the ark. I'm trying to find an answer. I go, I don't know how I'm going to get an answer about Noah in the ark. This is whacked, but I read it. And I read it, and i never forget what I read. And Noah gets in the ark, and he got shut up in the ark, and God sent him out, and Noah didn't know he was on dry ground. And Noah sent out the dove, and the dove came back with a branch, and he knew he was close. And it says that Noah knew he was on dry ground, but Noah didn't get out of the boat until God spoke and he goes there's your answer I said I got it I got to my destination but I'm not supposed to get out of the boat I'm staying in Oklahoma hands down and that's what I said because I was right but I only knew so much I didn't know enough that was the one step of follow then came the direction I don't I'm at my destination I reach I'm on dry ground I'm finished my two I'm done so what do I do until next instruction, I follow the instruction I was first given. I made it. I'm done, and I'm not leaving until you give me the next one. Two days later, I go to prayer school. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. I close my eyes, and I could see the map of, I could see the, map of the United States, and Florida went, It Popped off the thing. I said, I'm going back. I knew it. I knew it because I'm trying to be led. I opened the Bible. It didn't say, hey, Chris Sarno, here's what you're supposed to do with the rest of your life. It's not in there. I look, cover, cover. Remember I told you last week, appendix, maps, everywhere. I'm looking. I was like, I'm Italian. I'm like, maybe it says Caesarea Sarno. I don't know. I'm looking there. I'm trying to find it. I was in Egypt for crying around, looking at the maps. Like, is my name in here? Maybe God. No, it's not there. You got to take steps to faith and follow. And I closed my eyes, I was praying in tongues, and also I could see the map, and I could see it to this day. It looked like, the, you know, the panhandle looks like that, and the thing, it went, and it went back. You ever watch something like, you know, like when you look at something, and they illuminate it, like election day, you know, they put it on, and it comes up, and you know. I said, I'm going to Florida. I said, okay, got it, purpose in my heart, I'm going. See, you got to make purpose in your heart steps That's why people don't. You vacillate too much. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No, God does not direct wavering people. He can't. Make a decision. It might not be the right one, but make a good one, and then God will give you the right one. That lines up with the Word of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay here until you tell me takes the burden off of you, helps lead you, helps guide you. You got to follow. Y'all got a story like that. I didn't know what I was going to do. All of a sudden I woke up one day and we following God. But the problem with the body of Christ is they're looking at, you know, clouds, stuff they don't need to be looking at. Do not, listen, man, you know what I'm saying? I said that to be funny, but it's true. You got to be led by the word. And then when you're getting the word, God will lead you through the spirit. When you get in the spirit, God will lead you through the word. you got to stay close to God so he can direct you. It's in the stillness and the smallness of the voice in the inside. But if you don't know this voice, you're going to miss it. But you got this voice. Just don't let anything else be the determining factor of how you're directed. Take simple steps. What do I want you to see? Exactly what they saw here. Watch this. Point number four. I want to get out of this situation and be with you. You ever been there? That's the Jesus side. Peter answered and said, Lord, if it's you, get me out of this boat. I want to go achieve what it is you have for me. Everybody in here has got that driven thing to go be with God. But I got news for you. The minute you take a step of faith to follow, you're going to have to have the faith to keep you there. That's what Peter didn't get. I was talking to the Lord one day, right? I stepped out. I was standing it. God said, I, I said, why do you not speak? Why were you? He goes, I don't need to speak again. I spoke. That'll, that'll save you 30 years of life. I'm not, I'm gonna tell you something about God. He doesn't need to repeat himself and he won't sometimes. What did I tell you? Okay, you don't think so? Did he go to Abraham and said, hey, I told you to leave. And then I had to go tell you again to leave. And I told you again to leave. And then I told you again to leave. And then after I told you again, no, he don't say, he don't confirm Jack. He speaks, and then you what? You move. Show me one place in the Bible where God spoke, and then spoke again, and then spoke again, and then spoke again, and told the people the same thing he told them. You know what I'm saying. Every once in a while, he'll say, hey, you know, hey, he'll repeat himself a little bit, but it was in the same context of the moment. So I go to God, I go, hey, man, what's the story? Same thing you did. Same thing everybody did. Can you speak? No, I spoke. I don't need to speak again. That's where your faith gets developed perfectly. Why? Because I don't need you to say something again. I'm going to go on what you said. Come on, guys. This is where you make great faith gains you can't make. Why? Because you said it, and I don't need you to speak again. Guess what? I'm just going to say what you told me, and that's all I'm going to say. That's the key to this thing. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going that, That's Bid me come. He gets out in the water, and it gets windy. it gets through. Does Jesus go and say... Hey, hey, bro! You know it's going to be okay in the storm. No, he left him out there. The faith—remember this—the faith that got you out into the water is the faith that's going to keep you out there. Just don't waffle on the faith God gave you to get there. That's what he did. He started looking at circumstances. He started looking at the situation. He started looking at all this other stuff. He's looking at the wind. You can't see the wind. You, can see the wind. you can see the effect of the wind, but you cannot see the wind. He started looking at the effect of this pressure. And next thing you know, he starts singing. What did Jesus say when he pulled him up out of the lake? He heard me he cry. He said, "Save me!" He said, "Why do you doubt me?" He's merciful, but what did he say? Why did you doubt me? What was doubt? He differed from what God said. If God said come and stand, you could come and stay. You better get that. It went right over your head. If he said come and stand, then you could come and stay. Come out here and get here. Once you get here, that faith that got you there is the faith that can keep you there. You don't need more faith there was enough faith in come to stay out there for the rest of your life i'm gonna throw the pulpit you didn't get that he said come he could have stood out there the rest of his life said here i am waves smacking him in the face i ain't moved by waves i'm not moved by the sea i'm not moved by the storm i'm not that's you did you hear did you hear did you hear what he said Oh, back up on it. Maybe I missed it. You didn't miss it. Because what would he do? We see the opposition and go, man, if this is the will of God, sure beats me. Shouldn't this be easier if I'm in the will of God? Come on, you getting it? Nah, man. This is where the waves get rough. Seas get stormy. Faith gets developed. Look at the next point. Look at this next point. Just take them home with you. I know this is good. Right? It's got to be better with Jesus, right? I don't know, you tell me, you know what I'm saying? Like you standing out there with Jesus and it's getting rougher and it's getting stronger and it's getting windier and it's getting rainier and it's becoming a mess. You don't understand what I'm saying. Well, Okay, nobody knows what I'm talking about. Let me help you because you're all tired today. Go to bed earlier on Friday and Saturday night, whatever day it is, right? And wake up and be ready to go. Look, I'm not picking on you, I love you. You know, I don't, underst- I don't understand what he's saying. He's running around, he's yelling at me. Is he yelling at me? Yelling? I don't know what he's doing. Let me break it down for you, people. I ain't yelling, okay? Okay. Nobody's yelling. Okay. Pay attention. Well, I believe God. Yeah. And what happened? You believe God? Well, we believe God too. You know. We're gonna. We're going we're, we're gonna. We're gonna have harmony in the home. We're gonna have a family Bible study. I told you about our family Bible study. I quit that thing. We did two. I was ready to kill somebody in my own house. Oh yeah, Lauren, don't laugh. You were part of it, Lauren the mother, they all sing. They sing like angels, man. They get uh, they sing and they sing. And the third little one, don't let her kid you, she sings too. And he doesn't have a bad voice either. I'm the only one who can't sing. So I go, all right, let's just do a worship song. I left it in the worship department. They could sing here for hours, right? Oh, my God. They can't sing one song. Kids can't stay still. Dogs running all over the joint. I'm losing it. I'm about ready to choke somebody out, so. It was rough. I was like, well, sing the song. Sing one of those praise songs. I don't know what song to sing. Sing hallelujah. Sing something. Right? Nobody's singing. And then I tried to open the Bible and read the Bible study. I was like, you know what? I quit. I'm done. I'm not, forget it. Forget about the harmony and the thing and the lifelong Bible study. Get it on TV. Go watch somebody on TV and leave me alone. Why? Because it was like harmony in the home, wasn't that great? it was great. We got in strife in eight minutes. Are you here? And I'm going, this is great. Let's take another step of faith. What do you want to try now? Hey, let's give some money to God. This should be great. Oh my God. The minute you write the check, it's like, what in heaven just happened here? Oh, you, you don't think I know? Oh, I just preached this stuff to you. I don't live it. No, I don't have to experience any of this stuff. What I just do is tell you what to do and I do none of it. Will you wake up? Come on, take a step. Hey, start a church. That sounds like a great idea. That's why I got no hair on my head. Hello? Look, let's go. Everything you do by faith, is a step. Want to start a business? It's going to be a faith step. Want to go? Want to be successful in life? It's a faith step. You want to go follow? How about this? I want to follow God, because following God is going to be great. How about this one? Remember when you went to the marriage seminar? Remember that? We're all going. Y'all going to be happily married? You know, right? It's going to be great you like in the garage. You live in the garage. Because you know what I mean? Like, no, no, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, we're going to be, you ever been there? Anything you do that you get the word of God and go, I think this is a great idea. Let's go for it. You better get ready because pressure is coming to say, let's see how great an idea that is for the, for everybody. You know it's true. How do I know it's true? Mark chapter four. It says, affliction and persecution ariseth for the word's sake. That's pressure. So the minute you go, I'm going to believe God for this, welcome to the pressure club. You're going to be pressure tested to see if you can hold on to the promise. And what happens is the enemy starts throwing storms. But here's what you can't forget. Last point, write it down. It's going to change your life. So pop it up there. You're going to regret it if you don't get out of the boat. I'd rather get out of the boat and try to walk on water and fail than stay in the boat with a bunch of stinky fishermen. Come on, it's time to go for it, man. Whoever, whoever wrote a book of never going for it, man. You know what I mean? How boring. I'd rather go for it and the thing be a flop. Hey, you know what? You tried 52 ways and you figured out 52 things that don't work. I'm big on this because I, 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 I like having people around me that are, that are dreamers. You know, and sometimes you look at these guys and you just go, oh my God, I don't want to live in the pressure you live in. That's a lot of pressure. But I said, here's my question. Would you rather live in the pressure of going for it or would you rather live in the regret of not? Because you're going to look back 25 years from now, you're going to look back and go, I should have did it, but I didn't. And now I regret not doing it. And now I don't have enough time to do it. You think you got time. I was, he was, uh, I was with, um, what's his face the other day? He's young. I don't even know how old he could be. Maybe twenties. maybe 30. I said, you think you got time. You have no time. Fight that clock. Get, I'm telling you, people are young. You fight the clock. You fight that thing. You have no time. You said, I'm 18 years old. You have no time. Time's moving by so fast. You have no time. Do it today. Don't wait. You going to start that business, start it today. You're going to build that dream, you do it today. You don't want These people all living on tomorrow are going nowhere with tomorrow. You can't do nothing tomorrow. All you got is today. Make this time work. Go start that company today. You understand me? Today. You think you got time, you got no time. There is no such thing. You got, and let me tell you, it's the most, let me tell you money is, you can get it, it come, money is nothing. Money's the bottom rung. Time is the most expensive thing you have. You know? Because every minute you live it, you lose it and you don't have enough money to buy it back. Don't live in regret. The guy's sitting in a boat. He's got only, he's got his, I should have did this. I should have went from the dream. I should have, what's the big deal? So you try something and, and you take a step and you think you're following God and you step out. Maybe he's been speaking to you about a ministry and you think, well, only four people showed up. That's four people that got their life changed. God didn't say 4,000 people. Maybe you should be like, well, you know, I want to do this, or maybe I want to do that, or maybe I want to try this, or maybe I want to try, I don't know what it is. I don't know you, but I know this. Better to be out on the sea with Jesus and start working it out than being in the boat with regret for the rest of your life. Take a step, man. Why not dream big? Hey, I'm going to go for it. You know what? It might be. You know? But you get what I'm saying in this because I think this is the one thing I want to leave you with and we're done. Just because you follow God doesn't mean it's going to be smooth sailing, man. It's going to be rough seas. Now I don't want you to be so like, oh my God, now I don't even want to go for it because this guy's painting his picture. It's going to be a nightmare. No. But what I'm saying is, don't you do, I do this. Well, God, man, if you're in this, why is this so stinking hard? Because he's in it. See it? And let me tell you something. If you got a dream and you could do it, God's probably not in it. Everything God ever gives you to do is so big. He knows you can't do it by yourself. That's why it's from God. Does that make sense? Like a dream that you can fulfill, like, oh yeah, I could do it. Guess what? God's probably not in it. It's gotta go be so big it scares you. Because you know you have no way of pulling this off without him. You know why? You don't get under credit. You know it's all God. He gets you there, and you know, man, I couldn't do it. It had to be him. That's how he works. He puts you in an impossible situation and makes it possible because he shows up. And if you keep looking at it yourself, it's impossible. But guess what? We're not living on what's possible. We're living on the impossible because once he shows up, guess what? It just became possible. But in my own strength, it's impossible. I can't do it. But with his ability, anything becomes possible. And don't worry about it. So take your step of faith, follow him the best you can and notice that as long as you can stay close to hearing him, even though it gets rough, he's still with you. Amen. Let me pray for you, Father. I just thank you for these guys. And I thank you, Lord, they're going to a whole other level of faith and understanding. I thank you, Lord, for leading them. I thank you, Lord, for guiding them. And I thank you, Lord, for helping them. Thank you, Lord, for supernaturally succeeding in their life. Thank you for everything you're doing. And Father, I thank you that they become better followers and they become better hearers of everything you have for them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen.
0: Just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed for just a moment because maybe you haven't taken that first step to follow Jesus yet. Or maybe you've taken that step to follow him, but you've kinda of taken a little detour along the way. But right now, you have the greatest opportunity of your life, and that's to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I just wanna ask you if you're in here today, and you say, I've never made Jesus the Lord of my life. Maybe you said, I've prayed a prayer, but I never made him the Lord of my life, but I wanna do that today. Whether it's for the first time, whether you're here in this room, whether it's online, I want to let you know that there's nothing that you could ever do that would disqualify you from a relationship with him. There's no sin you could ever commit. There's no thought you could ever think. There's nothing. The Bible is very clear about that. It says that nothing can separate you from his love. But you have to choose to accept it and choose to receive it. So I just want to ask you, with no one's looking around. This is just your moment. If If you're watching online, you can do this from right where you're at. But if you say, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life, I'm ready to stop living life on my own and I'm ready to take that step of faith with him. Would you just wave your hand at me and say that's me this morning? Thank you. That's the best decision you could ever make. Let's just all say this together. Say, Dear Jesus, I believe in my heart that you are the Son of God. And I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I ask you to come into my heart, to come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. And from this day forward, I choose to follow you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Come on and rejoice this morning. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, and you'd like some information about what you did, just go right on back to our relevant lounge, and we'll be back there to give you information and pray with you. Well, you guys, if you, we'd love to see you at team night at 6 o'clock tonight. It's going to be awesome, but we love you. God bless you. And have a great week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at RelevantFL.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.